Hello, Degrassi fans, and welcome to the Degrassi Kid podcast, where each week we break down the history and impact of our favorite teen TV show. I'm Jocelyn, and this week I have a question for you. If you could play any role on Degrassi, what would it be? Would you be a, a leading character like Stephanie, Emma, or Claire? Would you be a supportive best friend like Vula or Toby? Or maybe you would even want to be a guest star who really makes an impact with their one standout role. That all sounds great. But for me, I'd want to spend my time at Degrassi as an extra. You get to spend all day on set watching them film the episodes. You get to meet all the actors and reap all the benefits that come with craft services. <laughs> Doesn't that sound amazing? Well, what if I told you there's an actress who made a Degrassi career out of it? Colleen Lamb spent five years on the Degrassi Classic series, appearing in dozens of your favorite episodes without you even realizing it. Colleen played Vivian Wong, who is usually seen hanging out at her locker, walking in the hallways, or sitting directly behind Kathleen Mead in Miss Avery's English class. But there are a few times where Vivian gets her own moment, throwing out a funny one-liner or ruining Kathleen's day when she wins the school science fair. So what is it like to play an extra on Degrassi? Does Colleen remember any standout moments from the show? And what is it like to be remembered from something that you did over 35 years ago? Today, we're going to talk with Colleen Lamb and dive into her time as Degrassi's notable extra, Vivian Wong. But first, let's listen in to an iconic moment where Vivian claps back at a student in Mr. Colby's class. The commercial was supposed to be about a car, but all there was was women in slinky dresses. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Why do you think they did that? Well, they want to make you think that if you buy the car, you'll be surrounded with beautiful women. I'll buy it. Oh, you wish. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hi, Colleen Lamb. Welcome to the Degrassi Kid Podcast. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I am so happy that you're here. And I first, before we even talk about Degrassi, I want to take a moment to brag that I recently met you in November at Linda Schuyler's book launch. How yes. was it to go to Linda's house and, and reconnect with old people that you worked with on the show? Oh, wow. That was quite a night. It was it was fantastic. It was great. And seeing Linda after so many years, I think the last time I saw her was at a barbecue that she had right before Next Gen launched. So she had the old cast and the new cast come together to meet. Wow. So that's how long since I've seen her. 2001. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. And meeting you. Yes! You walked right in with Lisa Williams, who's also another member of the original Degrassi cast. And all I remember is going, oh my God, I know you guys. <laughs> what was the first impression that I made on you with that crazy introduction? Yeah, I know it was adorable because you came up and you're so sweet and asked for autographs. And I always, I always get a kick out of when people ask me for my autograph because it's just like, what? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I remember I asked you to sign my Degrassi high, like duo tank thing. And you're like, okay, but I won't sign in the middle because I'm not as important. And I was like, you're getting the exact middle of this. Did I say that? Yeah. You're like, I'll sign off in the corner and like, you can save the, the big spots for everybody else. I was like, no, I'm asking you to sign it right in the center of this thing. <laughs> yeah, see, I just, I'm, I'm always just kind of like, really, you didn't want to talk to me? <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and you were having the best night yourself. So that was, that was really nice to see. And it was like your Degrassi dream, like everybody all in one room. <laughs> it was my Degrassi dream. 
And if you want your Degrassi dreams to come true, boy, do I have some news for you. The Button Machine in Toronto has graciously agreed to help me give out some free Degrassi buttons. All brand new signups over on the Degrassi Kid Patreon mail-out tier will get a free Degrassi Street button in their very first package. I'm happy to welcome Ashley Scotzi, Hannah Humphreys, Jackie Sanchez, who all signed up this month and received their free Degrassi Street button. If you want to browse your own Toronto-themed merch, buttons, pins, you can visit thebuttonmachine.com, which will be linked in the description. I also want to say a warm welcome to Lauren Hale, Kayla Beaton, Chantilly Marie, Megan Hart, and Adrian Lindsay, who all signed up for bonus perks over on patreon.com slash Kid. You guys have been so much fun to connect with. You're all huge fans of the show. And I just can't wait to hear what you think about all the new Patreon content coming over the next few weeks. But for now, before I spoil anything, let's get back to the Degrassi Kid podcast and learn a little bit more about Colleen Lamb. How did you get onto a show like Degrassi? So they advertised in the local newspaper for real kids to audition. And my sister saw it in the newspaper and she was like, hey, why don't you do this? So I did. I think kids sent in eight by tens or mm-hmm. I just went to the mall and went into like the little photo booth <laughs> and took some pictures, cut one out, mailed it in. And um, they called me to audition. So I went and I read and I think it was for Susie that I read for. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, from the auditions, they then called me for acting workshops. I don't know how many classes I lasted because I was painfully shy. I was cut maybe after two classes because what they did was they would cut people and then eventually cast the show from whoever was left. That makes sense. That was actually my very next question of, can you paint a picture of what those acting workshops were like for you? Gosh, it was so long ago. There were a lot of exercises. There was miming. There was scenarios or maybe skits. That's as much as I kind of remember. But I was so shy that I was kind of relieved. (laughs) So when they called me and they're like, oh, you know, we would like to have you as an extra for the show. I was like, absolutely. And I was on it for five seasons. That is incredible. You know, one of the questions I I had for you is um, when I went to Toronto, I got access to all of these archives from Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. They had scripts, they had posters, they had all these things. And they actually had some of the acting workshops. And part of that was Linda Schuyler's notebook that she took on everyone in the class. And I was going to read this and ask if if you think that this is an accurate depiction. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) No, I think this is great. It says, Colleen is reliable, dependable, and eager to work, but can we work on her shyness? Ah! <laughs> and so you think that's an accurate reflection of what you're like as a teenager? No, oh, they did know. They did know I was painfully shy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dependable, reliable, eager to work, but can we work on her shyness? Right from Linda Schuyler's notebook from the uh, the acting workshop. That's, um, <laughs> I, wow. I Wow. <laughs> who from the show were you friends with? Like, who were you meeting up with? Who were you excited to hang out with when you got to the set? One of the very first people that I befriended was Lisa Williams. Lisa was just a very outgoing, vibrant person. And we just happened to be sitting next to each other one day in the resource center, which is kind of like a common room where everybody hung out when we weren't on set. The rest is history. We're still really good friends till this day. And that's like 35 years of friendship. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, like, and we've, you know, I've been to her wedding. We've been to each other's families funerals kind of thing and yeah she's great because every birthday she always remembers 
even just recently, she was just like, happy Chinese New Year. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Great that way. Yeah. And you guys came to the event together and just kind of for um, context for everybody listening, Lisa Williams was also a prominent background actor on Degrassi, but she started in the kids of Degrassi street. So a little further in advance. Yeah. So she's OGG. <laughs> yeah. She's the original. When yeah. you got on Degrassi junior high, were you familiar with the kids of Degrassi street? Absolutely. I was a huge fan of Kids of Degrassi Street. So I was a little bit starstruck, to be honest, when I saw Stacy, when I saw Dana Jean. It was one of the first days of shooting, if not the first. I remember being in a car with Stacy. I was just like, oh my God, she's in the same car as me. <laughs> that is so cool. Absolutely. I loved the show. So yeah, when I when I was on it, it was like, you know, wow, couldn't believe it. <laughs> I love that. One of our first questions from a Degrassi fan is on the same track from Eclair Fimage. And they want to know, who do you think your character would have been friends with on the show? Oh, good question. Given Vivian's um, mm -hmm. storyline with the science fair, I think she would have been kind of nerdy. I think she probably would have gravitated towards Caitlin, Kathleen, Melanie, that group, because they were pretty straight laced. Yeah, I think that's a, a great answer. And Shane Worrell also wants to know how much was Degrassi a part of your life when you were on it in terms of your commitments in context of being in school and other activities? Where did Degrassi fit into that? Well, I think it was like one week it, I would be off. The core or the principal actor, that, that was the time that they would do the read-throughs and the blocking and all of that and rehearsals. And then we would film. Yeah. So I'd be like school one week, filming the next week. And it was kind of that way rotating until the season was done. And it also mm -hmm. um, depended on the script. So because I was part of the grade seven class in Degrassi Junior High, if it was a storyline that was dominated from one of or for like Caitlin or somebody in the grade seven class, that meant more scenes for for me and for everybody else in that class, especially if it was in the classroom. Yeah. It's so funny because I actually pulled up my day planners from back in the day. Wow. That is so cool. Wow. Did it bring back a lot of memories when you were flipping through it? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Like half the things I don't remember, but it's great that I, yeah. I wrote down and some of them like did jog memories. But the thing is, I've always been a day planner girl to this day. I still yeah. like have a, have a day planner, like a, like hard copy, not on a phone or anything. Not on your computer. Like a I need to, I love to write it down and wow. see, see the day and see the month my highlighter. So I'm still very much saved that way. <laughs> that is incredible. And what would you write? Just like Degrassi? I would say working or shooting. Um, sometimes I would mark the episode or the title of the episode. Yeah. Wow. As a Degrassi collector, that is the coolest <gasps> thing I think that I've ever seen. That is so cool. An actual, someone from the show writing down their actual plans. Oh, you've impressed me. That's incredible. <laughs> and like, what time would you, on a typical day, would you start the day and then end the day? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So the typical day would start with a 7.15 or 7.30 call time. So it was early. And this is in your summers? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, do, I do remember that the exterior shots were usually done in the morning because we needed the light. Mm. Those exterior shots that you see where all the kids are outside, we're all going into the school. Mm -hmm. Those scenes would take hours. Really? I remember they're just so long. Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't have expected that. It's, it, to me, it seems like you just kind of film it once and then you go, but you have to go back and go back and go back all the time, right? 
Yeah. And sometimes if they're, you know, if they would double me up and just put a different coat on me and say, okay, you go, go walk that way now. But on the reverse of the other character, I'd walk by in a different coat. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not know that. That's a yeah. fun little fun fact that I had no idea about. Cool. Another question from a Degrassi fan is from Shane Worrell. They want to know, how aware were you at the time of the show's impact? Oh my gosh. Certainly not the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, it Honestly, I think when I truly realized was when we went to the Gemini Awards. Yes. So in 1988 was when we were all invited to the Gemini Awards um, to accept the Multicultural Award, which was amazing. There was an announcement that we won this award and that they were choosing kids from different backgrounds to actually go up to the podium and say thank you in our own language. I I remember being on on the stage um, afterwards, the after party, getting to meet other celebrities, other Canadian celebrities. That was great. Um, Who did you get to meet? Oh, gosh. uh, Megan Follows. And then there was Gordon Pinson because I had pictures, thankfully. So again, Lisa, we were together that night and she just kind of grabbed me and was like, hey, let's go get let's go talk and meet these because <laughs> again I was trying she was not so yeah so thankfully for her she she dragged me around and we took pictures with these celebrities and I still have them back that is so cool that that was one of the the most memorable and best nights of my life to be honest that, that's what I wanted to ask like when you look back on that it's still a life highlight for you absolutely one of the things that we talked about on Instagram was we talked about how you're the first female Asian character on Degrassi Junior High. Now, there was one in the kids of Degrassi Street, but predominantly in your era, you were the first. I want to know what was Asian representation like on TV when you were growing up? There was none. Not that I can remember. There was none. Um, I think, to be honest, at that time, the only Asian female I remember seeing on anything mm-hmm. uh, was Connie Chung. Oh, Wow. It was a, she was a broadcaster after doing the show. I went to, I went to school to, to learn TV and radio mm-hmm. broadcasting because there wasn't any representation. And I remember having all these ideas of wanting to change that. Um, you know, when in, in class we had to uh, do our own commercials and, and or present ideas for commercials. And I remember always having the idea of doing interracial relationships for like a commercial Mm -hmm. and you see that today but that was back in the 90s and you didn't see that back in the 90s so it took a long time wow yeah because one of the episodes of Degrassi is that there's an interrelational relationship between Michelle and BLT and Linda got death threats because of it yeah people were not ready back then they were and what do you think about Asian representation (laughs) now do you think it's gotten better in the world Amazing. I love it. Representation today is amazing. Um, you see it on the on the news, you see it in movies, you see it on TV. Back then, um, when you did see Asian representation, they were the token. Yeah. I remember going for an audition for, um, I think it was a visa commercial. Mm-hmm. And the premise of the commercial was to have a parent and the daughter and the daughter's friend and the parent, which was a dad, he would buy his daughter concert tickets and then she could take her friend. And I was the friend. So in the audition room, they kept changing actors, but kept me in the room. So I was like, Oh, this is is good. Looking pretty good. So next day agent called and said, "Uh, yeah, you booked it. So I was so happy. And then a couple of days later, agent called back and they're like, yeah, they're going to go a different way. And so 
the the commercial aired and uh they went with the white girl oh my god yeah and so and and it that commercial ran for like two years <laughs> so you had the constant reminder so every time i saw it, it was like a knife like <laughs> oh my gosh do you have a visa or were you like never <laughs> <laughs> honestly i just don't think i just don't think they were ready but now you see it everywhere which is great so it, it makes me happy definitely yeah, they, they did say, oh, we're sorry about that. We'll give you another audition for another commercial, and which they did. And that ended up being a Sears commercial. And I ended up meeting Nev Campbell at that audition. Oh, my God. That, I did not know any of that. Yeah. And then her brother ended up being on the show later in Degrassi High. I did not. This. OK, I am for it. I did not know this. Christian Campbell. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was on Degrassi High. He didn't. I don't think he had a, a big role. Right now, the, his character name slips my mind. Um, but yeah, I am floored. This is a. I haven't learned brand new Degrassi facts in a long. I'm teaching you. <laughs> I had no idea that it was related. That is so cool. And did you get that commercial? Was that one that got to be on TV? Oh gosh, no, I didn't get that one. Um, I just oh. remember. I remember going into that com- that audition, and it was just a lot, a lot of people. That commercial was like a huge group of girls and. I can't even remember what I had to do, to be honest. That was their way of saying, sorry, here, go to this commercial, go to this audition. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad to see that it's changed. Cause I, I mean, I always say I, I feel so represented and my story has been told on TV. And the reason I love Degrassi so much is because of that. But I just wish that was an experience I could share with everyone. I wish everyone could know what it feels like to have your story told or to have people who look like you on TV. I think it would just make such a better impact. Yes. For everyone who's watching Degrassi and who is trying to find you, um, there's a few moments where you stand out. In the cover-up, uh, Vivian has her school photo picture taken. But the very first time that you have a line, a real moment on the show, is an episode called Bottled Up, where you're helping Kathleen study. Who wrote Romeo and Juliet? William Shakespeare. In what city was John F. Kennedy assassinated? Dallas. That's very good fun fact about that moment was it was not scripted oh wow yeah I just happened to be the one sitting behind Kathleen and as they were um setting up that shot or that scene they're like why don't we just have Kathleen practicing the trivia show she was going to go on so they're just like oh just have Colleen like ask her some questions so it was not scripted and how did you feel when they were like okay so you're going to be in the scene probably nervous because I was shy But I was like, okay. And it's funny because when I look back at that scene, my voice is like so high pitched. (laughs) Can't believe it was me. (laughs) Some other moments are in, um, there's an episode called He's Back. I would have played the clip for that at the beginning of this episode, but also Food for Thought, where you win second place in the school science fair. Do you have any fun behind the scenes trivia from that one? Like, was that scripted? Did you have to learn it on the fly? Yeah. So another fun fact <laughs> about that was it there it was scripted. They had a line for me, but on the spot they changed it. <gasps> we were about to film and they gave me some scientific line and I had to learn it on the spot. So I was like, oh my God, oh am I say- saying God. this right? Like because molecular solutions and blow like I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying, but I had to remember it. The rate at which a substance dissolves and the solubility of that substance is affected by a variety of factors. For instance, we discovered that stirring a solution increased the rate at which a solute dissolved in a solvent. It's very nice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so there's another... I don't know. My, my lines are just like... Wow. <laughs> I don't have a line. It's like... No wonder you were like, don't give me a full episode. This is stressful. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? 
<laughs> that is so funny. And when you have these moments where you appear in it, when the episodes go on TV, are you like extra making sure that you watch that episode? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, and or, I would say, oh, there I am. Oh, there I am. Like, oh, there I go. <laughs> I know. Once you know to look for you, you are literally everywhere. You're just constantly in every, every single scene. I'm like, oh, there's Colleen. There's Colleen. There's Colleen. <laughs> yeah, you're everywhere in that show. Oh, my gosh. It's my number one fun fact to tell people if we watch an old episode of Grassy. I'm like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And I'll just point you out the whole episode. <laughs> no way. That's so funny. I honestly, I have not watched in years if I were to like look at an episode right now and I'd see myself like I probably would not even remember doing that scene or I'd be like what am I wearing like (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're actually even in the very first like shot of the episode because you're on the steps with Melanie while Stephanie K is kind of having her moment with her brother oh yeah I I kind of remember shooting that scene like I say I can't remember but for for some reason I do remember that and also being in the in the opening in the cheerleading outfit yes did you love that I did not (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that you did what was what was it about being Degrassi's cheerleader that wasn't the best experience ever they short shorts they were (laughs) so short (laughs) I hated wearing them and I would not have any warning. I would just show up on set and they'd be like, okay, you're going to be a cheerleader today. And I'd be like, oh. I love that. That is actually in the, um, Craig Driscoll, who was my last guest on the podcast, he gave me a yearbook um, that the real cast of Degrassi made together. And uh, Colleen lists one of her pet peeves as being Degrassi's cheerleader. And now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly I did not hide it. <laughs> Another question that came in from Degrassi CSI about wardrobe. Did you get to keep any of your wardrobe from Degrassi? Honestly, um, I, I think it was just all my wardrobe. I'm pretty sure it was all my wardrobe. I don't know if I should admit that looking back at the, <laughs> <laughs> looking back at the, the episodes. Um, but yeah, the extras were, were told to bring their own clothes and to bring uh, colorful clothes. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to wear black and white because that was reserved for the twins. Oh, cool. I didn't know that there was like a rule about it. That's so cool. Yes. Yes. So they did not like anybody else being in black and white. So anything colorful pattern or anything, you know, of that sort was was welcomed um just you know because you're in the background you want to fill it up right so yes exactly yeah most of uh, all the clothes I wore were were mine except the cheerleading (laughs) (laughs) I love that is there besides your plan or is there anything else that you've kept from that time on Degrassi well I definitely kept all the the gifts that they gave us um the cardigan the the uh, bomber jacket they gifted us um those things like pins and stuff at the end of the shooting season. I think there was a day that they said to us, hey, we're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Whoever wants to come in can, you know, take whatever they want. And that included stills, I guess, some props and stuff. I, want, I don't know if it was me or my or Michelle who played Tabby, um, or maybe we both did, but the ring that Joey gives Caitlin. Yeah. And there was like a heart-shaped red box, I want to say. I remember some sort of memory like that. And like at that time, we didn't know like this could be a huge thing to have. It would go on to become huge. (laughs) We just wanted it for memories, right? But like now, I mean, things are in museums. The Zit Remedy sweatshirt is in a museum I I saw on, on Degrassi CSI and 
um, yeah, like who would have thought? That is so cool. I love hearing about what people um, kept from their time of the show. And I have, I'm proud to say I have both the cardigan and the bomber jacket from Degrassi Junior High in my collection. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very special piece to have for sure. Oh, I feel very lucky. <laughs> Sierra wants to know, did you ever wish that you had a bigger role on the show? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I was very content in, you know, just filling the background. And when my, my friends, my mm-hmm. other friends um, that started off as extras, that they started eventually getting lines and roles, like I, I was just happy for them. I was good. Again, but I, I think it was because I was shy. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, it's super cool. Like, I think it's it's cooler to be like, you know, now you're like part of the Degrassi, like fun facts and all the super fans <laughs> know about you. And I think that's a way cooler place to be. Um, Riley wanted to know, were there any plots that the main characters were given that you thought, hey, I'd like to do that one or one that you would have been comfortable doing? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, I, I, you know what? I honestly don't think there was anything that... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I wish that was me kind of thing. Again, because mm-hmm. the whole shyness. So <laughs> I, I was pretty comfortable just being in the background, to be honest. I get that. That's the job that I would want to do. Yeah, I was comfortable with filling the background, walking in the halls, sitting in the desks. And also because I didn't have to put in the work where the other kids did for, I, I didn't have to go to table reads. Mm. I didn't have to do, I didn't have to go in for rehearsal or, you know, do publicity or any of that. Uh, So yeah, no, my experience was completely different where I was just, you know, I was happy to just go in and fill the spots that they needed me and um, enjoy the craft services like everybody else. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, and, and still enjoy all the, uh, the amazing things that came with the show. Now, there's something in my Degrassi uh, collection that I wanted to hear your opinion about. Back in the 80s, there was a Degrassi fan club and you could write into Playing With Time and uh, a woman named Susan Nielsen would write you back. And she would also sign you up for Degrassi newsletters. Now, there is one. It's called the End of Term Report Card. It's from uh, June 1989. And there was a piece about Lisa Williams and Colleen Lamb in it. (laughs) Lisa said, it's fun. It's hard work. Sometimes extras help the scene out a lot. It makes the background look more alive. Like, you wouldn't have just three people talking in a whole school every day. So actually, being an extra is pretty special. It's almost like having a lead part, but you're just not saying anything. My mom loves it. She says, oh, there's my daughter, my daughter, Lisa on Degrassi. This is a great opportunity. It's like a gift you always wanted. It's a joy coming to work. And I have a lot of fun here. What do you think about Lisa's comments on being an extra? Oh, that is so sweet. That is so sweet. And and very Lisa. Yeah, she's always very positive. She's a vibe. She's a, even back then she was, yeah, she would light up a room. I love that. So cute. I love that she says, uh, my mom watches it and says, oh, there's my daughter, Lisa on Degrassi. I think that's so cute. Honestly, her parents are the best. Um, they were always super proud and supportive of her. They would, um, I think her dad even uh, was a, in an episode, one or, one or two kind of oh act, as, as a parent, as an extra. Yeah. I am learning yeah. so much. You're teaching me so much Degrassi history. I love this. <laughs> I think he was one of the parents that was in the audience when they did um, the trivia game show. Oh, cool. What was the trivia game show again called? Uh, quest for the best quest for the best yes I think I think her parents extra for that oh my god okay now I'll have to go back and watch that episode yeah. and I'll upload that as a fun fact because I did not know oh my god this is cool <laughs> do you have any memory of doing the interview for this I don't remember that <laughs> don't remember the interview. we'll read what you said and still think see if you still stand okay. by it 
you said, okay, we get paid really well. We get lunch. <laughs> we get lunch and we get to be friends, which is also a plus. Sometimes we run behind schedule and things get hectic and it's hot. And my friends say, oh, your job is so easy. You just walk by a camera. And I say, no, because you have to do it over and over. And there's times you have to change your plans. It's not as easy as they think it is. On my resume, it will say Degrassi Junior High and people will say, oh, wow, you were on a really good show. So it'll be beneficial to my future, I hope. What do you think about that? <laughs> you still stand by it? <laughs> oh, wow. Like Lisa's answer better. <laughs> I love this. I thought it was great. How long did Degrassi stay on your resume or is it still on there? I don't think it, I kept it on there for long. Funny. <laughs> okay. So now I want to jump forward a little bit to after Degrassi. You went to Degrassi Palooza. Pat Mastriani, who played Joey Jeremiah, he hosted a three-day Degrassi event where you got to do meet and greets, Q&As, autograph signings, and Colleen was there. What was that experience like? Did you expect that kind of reaction from fans? I did not. And and to be honest, like um, you asked, like, you know, what did I do after Degrassi? I, I didn't look back. Like after we finished schools out, I didn't look back. I just, you know, I went and I, I studied and, and, and did that and just lived my life. And I never really told people I was on the show. And then Pat had a schools out screening. Mm-hmm. And my initial thought was to kind of crash it as in like be in the audience and like ask a question. I'm like, hey, surprise. <laughs> It wasn't until that event and talking to the fans did I realize the impact of the show really moved me. It really, really moved me. So I just was just like, you know what? I I didn't think about this show for the longest time. Wow. And seeing the fans, like I was, I was just, I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to totally embrace this. And it's okay to tell people I was on the show. Put it back on your resume. It's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But but honestly, it, it wasn't until that event that um, I realized the impact it had on Canadian television, Canadian television and the impact that it made on on people. Wow. Yeah. Like fans were coming up to cast members and saying, oh, my God, you guys changed my life. Had it not been for this episode or had it not been for you. I was like, wow, I was really blown away. So yeah, now I just embrace it and celebrate it. I love that. I also, so I live in Prince Edward Island and I flew out for both Degrassi Palooza and that event that you're at. And I was also there. Oh my God. But again, way too shy at that point. Like I was like, I just kind of like said hi to Pat and Stacey because I met them before. And then I was like, I'm so nervous. Looking back, I'm like, Jocelyn, you flew there. You should have like taken the time to meet these people. But now I'm, now I'm less shy. And now I'm like, do you want to be on my podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a lot easier now. We grow out of our shyness eventually. Well, some of us do. Do you have any uh, standout moments from the Degrassi Palooza event? One moment that really like captures the experience for you? I, so the, the hotel had a, a Starbucks, a standalone Starbucks inside the hotel. And it was the morning and I, I was just getting my coffee. And there was somebody, there was a fan kind of nearby, but I just, you know, wasn't really paying attention. And then later they approached me and they're just like, um, I know we're not supposed to ask, but is it okay if I take a selfie with you? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that stood out for me. I just think it's funny after like 35 years, people are still loving and, and uh, want to talk to me. <laughs> and like, I can tell you that person who is in Starbucks waiting, like I'm confident that you made their day because it's always it's nerve wracking to ask, right? Because you're like, I know that's why you're here, but also I don't want to be too much and I'm not really allowed to and da, da, da. So I'm confident you made their day. Yeah, me too. Me too. And like anything I can do for the fans, like I, I'm just happy to celebrate the show. I know you're good to us. Uh, my last <laughs> question from a Degrassi fan is, Rebecca from the Trail Mix podcast wants to know, what do you think your character would be up to today or during the next generation era? 
I think she'd be a science teacher. Oh, that is cute. And, you know, I always joked about, you know, had uh, HBO Max taken on the reboot that, you know, would be hilarious to go back and extra as the science teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> and see if anybody would uh, pick up on that. I think so, too. I think it would be fun if there was a student who was like, I like her, but she doesn't say much. And like made a reference to the fact that you were a background character on the original. That I think would be very, right? very cool. I'm on board. I'm on board. I think that'd be amazing. We need to make this happen. Manifest. <laughs> Okay, Colleen, the time has come. We've jogged your memory about Degrassi. Now I'd like to know, are you open to playing some Degrassi trivia with me? I will try. I will try. I don't know how good I'll be at it, but I will try. You know, all these questions we've talked about in this podcast already, so I I think you're going to do well. Okay. (laughs) If you want to see if you've got whatever it takes to be Colleen Lamb at some Degrassi trivia, I encourage you to head on over to patreon.com slash Degrassi kid. With every guest, we release a new bonus clip, which is exclusive to the Patreon page. And if enough of you sign up, we'll actually be celebrating with an official Degrassi kid trivia night. Help me hit my goal of 65 Patreon subscribers and we'll make a whole night of trivia. But for now, let's check back in with Colleen Lamb and see what she's up to these days. Colleen, thank you so much for coming on the Degrassi Kid podcast. Can you tell everyone if they want to come find you, where are you on social media? What are you up to now? Right now, actually, I'm, I I do photography. I like to do portraits. Oh, cool. So I was working on a, well, I still kind of am working on this project. It's a passion project where I'm doing portraits of people that turned 50 last year because I myself have turned 50. Oh, that is cool. It was actually inspired by Kathy Keenan. Oh, who played Liz on Degrassi. She was doing something every month to celebrate her 50th year, whether it be 50 love letters for Valentine's, 50 trips down a slope that she was skiing on. Wow. Um, and I thought, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do something like that. What am I good at doing? I kind of embarked on a very ambitious project. I wanted to take 50 portraits of 50 people turning 50. That is so cool. So I managed to recruit, I think, 14, 15 last year. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to go about because now we're a new year. So do I continue shooting 1972 babies or do I start 1973 babies? Mm -hmm. So this could even be a plug. If you're, if you're born in those years and live in the Toronto area and want to be photographed by me. Yeah. Yeah. Send me a DM. And my social media is Lammer, mm-hmm. L-A-M-M-E-R on Instagram. That is cool. I did not know you were doing that. But I mean, even if it turned into something that you did throughout your 50s, that would still be very cool to mark each year of that happening. Yeah. And I did think about that too, because um, I, I, I actually purposely did not put it on social media because I didn't want to, um, I kind of wanted to, to photograph people that I knew and then people that they knew kind of keep it in a smaller circle. Yeah. But it, it, it was challenging to uh, find uh, 1972 babies or at least 50 of them and that were willing yes. to, to be photographed. That is cool. I love anyone who has like a very niche passion project because I mean, when I tell people I'm Degrassi's biggest fan and I do all these fan projects, they're like, that is so random. Yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to mark my 50th year is to also celebrate other people's big milestone and and document. 
everyone go find Colleen and if you're 50 run right over there right now yes <laughs> uh, so well Colleen thank you so much for being on the Degrassi Kid podcast I had the best time with you and you are one of the nicest people I've ever met oh you are so sweet thank you for having me take care awesome okay bye bye A huge shout out to Colleen Lamb for joining the Degrassi Kid podcast this month. If you want to see photos from Colleen's journal, make sure you're following the Degrassi Kid podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can catch up with Colleen over at at Lammer, L-A-M-M-E-R. Before we go, I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who asked questions and who subscribed to the Patreon page. Amber, Becca's123, Brittany B, Brittany M, the Degrassi Generations Facebook group, Gina, Jamie, Julia, Max, Mark, Sarah J, Sawyer, my bestest, bestest friend, Stevie Jarawa, Alyssa, Randy, Annie Clark, Chrissy, Dave, Evie, Glenn, Holly J Wonders, Kat, Kylia, Westbridge Slim, Najama, Owen, Rachel, Riley, SB Shane, Shelby, Sierra, Sunita, Susan, and Victoria for all being sponsors of the Degrassi Kid Podcast. Woo! I can't believe I get to connect with so many cool Degrassi fans online and share my favorite things with you. Thank you. But for now, let's send some warm love to Colleen Lamb and listen in as the Degrassi Kids say thank you during the 1988 Gemini Awards. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm I'm really proud of all these guys. These are our nabos. We work with them every day. We love them. I think that we should let them say in their own words, thank you. We're very, very proud. Με πολύ περιφάνεια θέλω να σας ευχαριστήσω όλους. Sono contento, grazie a tutti. Ngoi doja. Ana fakhira kun hon, shukran jazilan. Yeah.